All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Serious Angler podcast powered by our friends over at X2 Power. Boys, we are back in the saddle tonight. As always, I'm your host, Bailey Eichbrett, and joined with me is the captain who's been holding down the fort for Serious Angler for a while now. Trying to. Trying to. to. <laughs> Mr. Andy Paul, as always, and the man, Mr. Business from the Bass Boat, Mr. Adam Deacon down below here. What's going on, boys? I feel like it's been a, a long time. It has been since all three of us have been in the cube together. No joke. Part of that's like without the fantasy fishing show shows. I mean, the elites are on a big break, and then all of us are busy fishing, True. man. But it's good to all Andy, be back together. Heck yeah. Andy, you call it the cube. I, I kind of like it, it doesn't make any sense, but I like calling this the octagon, especially for fantasy fishing shows. When we go at it, we should call it the octagon. <laughs> Yeah, perfect. Fight We're night. Back, we'll call fight it night. Fight night. Welcome fight to Fight Night. We we should get like Fight Night music cued at the start of the fantasy fishing show. We can make That'd that a awesome. segment for the fans. Yeah. Is like with each fantasy fishing show, we take like three different duos of like, would you take Corey Johnston or Lee Livesey in a fight, and then just, just put it to a vote and see what. That'd be a that that actually be pretty good. That would be hilarious. Maybe we can get one of our sponsors or something to plug a giveaway for that. Like do like a round tree Robin every week. Will you sponsor our segment where we talk about elite series pros <laughs> fighting each other every week? Duking it out. <laughs> Duking it out. <laughs> oh uh, for, we have a lot of uh, business to get out of the way before we start talking about tonight's show. And tonight's show is kind of exciting because I feel like we always say it, like, I feel like we get to a new season. We're like, Oh, it's one of our favorite times of the year. But like, I think when you're just so obsessed with fishing, the whole year is kind of fun in its own way. But summer fishing is fun because when it gets tough, it like when you can figure out the minute stuff, it's a lot of fun. So I think these talking about unique summer baits because everyone typically has a good idea of what to throw in the summer. I mean, if you have a wacky rig, a jig, and a topwater, you'll catch fish just about everywhere in the country in the summer months. But we're going to try to hone in on some very unique stuff to throw. That might be just a little bit different, but... Before we do, a good friend of ours on the show, Mr. Caleb Bell, Mr. Bass Quest, unfortunately, uh, I guess, fell off a ladder while working. As for people that know him, he's one of the hardest working guys you'll meet, and uh, their family's in a little bit need of a help right now. So we are, uh, if you guys can, if you have a few bucks to spare, again, we're not asking you to, but if you can and you're feeling generous, there's a link down in the description, and I'll put it here in the chat as well if you can help him out. That would mean the world to us and to the uh, the Bell family. So sucks to see that, but I hope Caleb is going to re- recover quick and we'll get down to Tennessee and get him back on the water. But, uh, again, if you can help, that would be awesome. And uh, without further ado, let's keep going through some of the news we have to get through. Uh, real fast, boys, but uh, that new Omnia app is, like, legit. Like, I got an email today that nice bait app. fuel is in stock, and mm-hmm. I want to make some content around bait fuel and actually see if it's legit. And I uh, got the email, went right to the app, and ordered it like with two taps. It was pretty slick. Yeah, the the one thing that I wish is like I'm I'm actually glad, but I wish it could happen is that like stores your credit card information, so you don't have to pull out your card and type it in. That would make it even easier. But it I might. See, I did the Andy. taps with PayPal. Oh, I use PayPal, oh, no. so I have to log in. And I have like a two step verification. Oh, I don't and, have that. That's but a it. Uh, issue. What was that? So that's a PayPal problem. Yeah, which, which is Pay fine. Because <laughs> I, I like to do that and make sure everything's good because I have my business and personal stuff going through the same account on PayPal, so I got to be careful 
what card I use, but the app is awesome. You can also file all like your fishing reports from it, check fishing reports, find baits through fishing reports, and order them on like two taps. Just like Bailey said, it's um, it's a cool it's a, deal. It's a low key like those fishing reports though, really fast. Not to like go full sponsor plug here, but like those fishing reports are kind of a low key, really good way to get a good idea of what's going down at the lake you're going to, especially if you're like at a big place like Chickamauga where I was just at, where there's a lot of people fishing it. So therefore there's going to be a lot of up-to-date fishing reports. Like it's kind of a pretty good way to get, get a vibe on what's going on. And obviously you got to read through the BS on what reports are good and what's not, but you know, sure. it's, right. <laughs> you got to sure. get a vibe on who, who wrote the report and kind of get a gauge of like, should I rely on this? Should I take any value? But either way, it's something to, to look at and get you a little bit of an idea. I don't think anyone do like, submitting fishing reports they might not they might hold back some information right like as far as specifics or maybe there's some juice bait that they really don't want to talk about but i don't think anyone's out there to completely mislead someone's direction there's no maliciousness going on that's like i'm gonna start dropping my waypoints on there you would i definitely would not do that middle of the lake (laughs) yeah the water bro <laughs> would you catch him on a hook that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna submit a fishing report with just a treble hook <laughs> mike longham baby <laughs> oh no that's just not right <laughs> that's funny um next order of business is uh boys next tuesday is episode 300 300 we made it to 300 i mean technically speaking when you yep. add up the business from the bass boat shows and what? the fantasy fishing shows, we're like three fifty, but like yeah. three hundred oh, well, serious well, like, angler segment shows, like holy crap. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's a Something lot. to be freaking proud of, but it's gonna be a party next Tuesday. So I mean, there might be like five percent learning stuff next Tuesday, but like just a note for the fans, if you want just like fun stories, laid back, you know, the our OGs will know what the not so serious segments were. And it's basically going to be a not so serious segment. We're going to get a bunch of friends on, get them on for d- different segments. And then uh, we're also going to run a big social media giveaway where all of our partners are getting in on it to give back to some guys like $200 blackfish gift card. Uh, we're going to get swag packs from do it molds from Hobie eyewear from Omnia. Like it, it's pretty sweet. We're going to have a lithium ba- a 50 amp lithium uh, X2 power battery to give away. Like it's badass. So we're gonna run it on social media, but for folks that are listening to this episode, so if you're tuning on YouTube, you're getting an early scoop too. Once this goes up tomorrow morning, you're obviously listening right now. You have an early scoop to get in, and we're gonna post this on Thursday to social media. But if you're listening to this, if you leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'll give you at five extra entries, and you get early entry into that giveaway. So just leave us a rating and review. Just comment like episode 300 as part of your comment, just so we know that you're in on the giveaway. So it's going to be pretty sick. There's a lot of stuff to be given away. I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah. Is it all going to be one big package, Bailey? One big package. So one big winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's going to be slick. It's like a fishing lottery. Yeah. Fishing lottery. (laughs) Oh, man. Like that is it. Too bad I can't get in on that. That is a prize pack to win. 
Jeez. Yeah, we might have to like try to rearrange the rules and, and you know insider trading to see if <laughs> one of us can get down that nest. But that being like said, last too, names as first names to enter. Right? Yeah, we're gonna make fake <laughs> accounts. We're gonna make a fake account to enter that giveaway. Um, <laughs> but uh, one thing I want to bring up to you is we are working on an apparel shop. We're trying to get you guys some apparel, hats, hoodies, all that jazz. We're working on it. Uh, when we get time, this is the craziest time of year for the three of us. So uh, I promise we're working on it because we get asked all the time. Um, and then lastly, last order of business here. Uh, Thursday, we have our St. Lawrence River Fantasy Fishing Show. So you want to talk about winning more stuff. Come join us Thursday night live. Uh, and then also peep uh, Adam's recent episode with Sean Budiak from X2 Power talking about Lithium versus AGM. I don't know, Adam, if you want to give some more insight about the episode and then what's to come on Monday. Yeah. So, uh, most recent episode uh, that just went up yesterday uh, on the fourth basically was breaking down AGM versus Lithium, the actual needs of those two, what you kind of gain, what you lose. Uh, we also go into just how the future really is Lithium when it comes to everything. And we talked a lot about just, uh, I don't know. Some of Sean is such a battery geek and really, really knows everything about the industry in general, not just with lithium batteries on mass boats and stuff. So it was cool to pick his brain on like what vehicle batteries will do. If we'll see like full electric outboards, um, kind of went, went deep into what lithium looks like in the future. So it was fun. And it's pretty cool too, to follow along with uh, their pro team over there and see like, especially the guys that don't do the Airbnb deal that travel like RVs and stuff, the different unique ways that lithium, lithium, even AGM as well, that become in handy to have that premium power source. Like it, you don't realize how much, how much like battery you actually need, especially when that's like your life touring, you know, out there, especially, or just your outdoorsman in general. And just the like, ability to charge it all quick, man. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Um, right. Just having that quick charge. If you, if you can't be at an electric campsite forever and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah so that's that's that was all uh this week's episode next week's episode i'm really excited for uh we've got todd castledine coming on to business Ooh, nice. Fast Boat. uh basically he is i mean has been we're well big time now there you go yeah big time. Big time. um but he is well known for making a full-time career out of this sport in a area right i mean he is a regional professional is what i would call it he has gone out on tour before but he is uh someone great to speak on what to look for in tournaments when it comes to a payout if you're looking uh specifically at making money at this um as well as the pros and cons of going pro tour level versus your expenses on making potentially more money locally depending on where you live so it's uh it'll be an interesting show and uh, I'm excited to get him on uh, for next Monday. Heck yeah, dude. Awesome. Well, boys, that kind of gets our news out of the way for everybody or our order of business. And uh, I think now it's the exciting part. Let's start talking baits. Mm-hmm. Because, right. I mean, I feel like, like we said, like what we prefaced with this show with was, you know, in the summertime, you could show up to the lake, pretty much almost any lake in the country, have a top water, have a jig, drop shot, whatever. Pretty basic stuff and catch bass. But, there's definitely certain times or certain baits that can either catch bigger fish, catch you more bites, or just simply throwing something different that can kind of give you an extra edge. And that's kind of where we want to preface this show around. It's just something unique that you don't see every day 
being thrown, especially in the summer months. So who wants to start it off here? Who wants to kick it off? And Andy, I think you're you're itching to to kick us off here. Well, let me ask this. Uh, we'll kind of ask the viewers too real quick. We'll give it like a 30-second countdown. Do they want a small mouth bait first or a large mouth bait? Porque no los dos. Oh, well, yeah. That means why not both in Spanish? Well, I mean, no, just to kick it off, like what should we start small mouth? Should we start large mouth? Because I'll, I'll be honest, I have one small mouth unique bait and then four large mouth stuff. There we go. We so. got a small mouth vote here from Chris. All right. So I guess uh, we'll give <laughs> just it kick here. it off, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So unique small mouth bait for river situations. Something I don't talk about a lot that I'll drag every once in a while is uh, the queen hammerhead like shaky head Ooh, with the hammer shake the hammer shake with the zipper worm or like uh poor boy's darter every what is one a zipper worm i don't think i've ever actually zipper heard worm is basically like a grub style darter but it has a curly tail on it oh is that a four inch or is that a yeah five? it's like three and a half four. Oh, okay you throw it on like 12 pound floor on a bait caster and you can kind of hop it drag it hop it and it only works for me in like big time current situations. This is a five eighth ounce head, but um, you don't get a lot of bites on it. But usually when they do eat it, it's a giant for the Niagara over here off of Lake Erie. That this bait will start playing for me in about three weeks on the Niagara when they get tired of seeing like Ned rigs and swim baits and drop shots. Oh, so gosh. Andy. In that situation, and I'm just thinking through, like, especially when we'll see the Mississippi River later this year with the elites, and um, something that I was catching some fish on on Lake Oahe here recently, and it's kind of it was spawn to to starting to become post spawn. But I'm curious, do you ever throw a biffle bug at all, or a swing style head? Doesn't have to necessarily be a biffle bug, but you ever rip something like that on the river? Um. Yes and no. When when they get shallow, I've messed around with it. Like I have some really shallow rock bars that we can fish. The issue is when you really want to throw that bait, we have a lot of grass. And it's not like an eelgrass. It's a long stringy grass. So um, when I'm fishing deeper, that's when I'll go to this. If I'm fishing shallow, I'm almost always throwing like a topwater or a single swim bait or an A-rig just to kind of keep it up over top of that grass. Gotcha. But gotcha. there are lakes in New York where a swing head crushes fish. Well, I'm not, I'm not dropping names of lakes here, Bailey. I'm just saying <laughs> there are times and places that it crushes oh, okay. them when nothing else will bite it. That's so, going to be my first one, just because I think it's, it's a reaction-style deal. I mean, to me, in the summertime, when it gets tough, like it's either super finesse – and going slow uh, or making them react, whether that be a top water or some sort of way to get a reaction strike, throwing a square bill fast for the shallow fish or <clears throat> excuse or, me. That kind of really quick, really quick. I started to cut you off. Deacon. Are you about to go into your first bait? No, I'm just, I, I'm just, my first bait's going to be a swing head. It wasn't oh, originally shit. like that's where it went. <laughs> All right. I, I just wanted to, when we do this too, let's, we should like, I just thought about it now that we should do it to like if we're really gonna dial us in as we talk about our the setups we throw it on too. Okay. Just really fast. 
So, Andy, if you want to call it that setup quick before uh, Deacon continues. All right. So, setup, um, I used to use like a 7.2 to 7.4 medium heavy. Now it's going to be the Alpha Angler Clutch 7.5 with 12 pound fluoro um, and an 8 to 1 reel because I'm dragging it in two to three mile an hour current at times. So, I need a high speed reel to catch up to them when I feel that thump because you get a lot of drag from the fluorocarbon. So, you got a reel and really like sweep hook set into them hard. To drive the hook home, but yeah, twelve pound floro on a clutch, eight to one it. reel. Yeah, I dig all it. right. Go ahead, Deegan. Uh, I'm probably going to be on twelve to fifteen. Um, probably more so fifteen, just uh, banging around on rocks and that kind of a thing. And um, the rod I throw it on actually is a very old rod, and I don't even know. Um, just dangling. <laughs> I am hypnotizing you. I was I was gonna call a swing head first too. <laughs> I love how on par we are. I'm just gonna hypnotize our viewers while you talk about. Well, I mean, this. technically, right? Like this is a football head on like the hammer it's head. Similar. It's very similar, but um, it's different situations. Well, and how do you guys fish a swing head? I'm curious. So, like, how I and I don't have baits in front of me here, but I I wind a swing head on the bottom like it's a crankbait, and I'm Fair. always maintaining body bottom contact. That is how I fish a swing head, and it's literally a reaction. So it, it's the weirdest thing. It's like, why am I fishing soft plastic like a crankbait? But that is how I how I was taught to fish it, and basically winding that thing. And then, you, in my opinion, you need to have a rod that's got some parabolicness to it. So I, I fished on a medium heavy, but it's like a seven or to seven three medium heavy, but it is a pretty flexible medium heavy. I've found um, I can't use too stiff of a rod, and uh, to me, it's got to be, it's got to have some forgiveness to uh, drive that hook because you, you almost feel that fish and then you lean in. And um, that's, uh, I don't know, that on a, I mean, I throw it on a seven, seven, whatever, I don't even know, seven to blank, whatever, seven or eight. It's a, it's a, it's a good range. I mean, yeah. I Something fast just to be able to yeah. catch them. No, that's a good point too because like the swing head, I didn't learn until like a while after throwing a swing head that you're like with the uh, Tommy Biffle, how it's like he was straight reeling it. Like you're talking about like mm-hmm. the reaction way, how you're, it was intended to be thrown. I didn't realize that's actually how you throw it. I, I had assumed, and I had found this early in my learning curve as I spill terminal tackle all over here. Um, I found it early in my learning curve of fishing. And when I saw that football head, I had just assumed I'm supposed to drag it and like fish sure. it slow Soft plastics. Right. Yeah. And so how I had gotten to do it is just throwing something different than a football jig. And what I do is like, if I felt a good rocket coming over, I'd hold it in place. And like what I've quickly learned as like throwing it around in shallow water to like, just see how it looked, you know, visually it would dance a lot in place. And that's kind of how I'd get a lot of bites. If you could just kind of knock the slack in your line. Um, but one thing I actually found too my old uh, fishing buddy and I, Nate Weislaw, uh, back when Canisius in here in New York used to be a good lake and actually had grass that in existence, uh, we'd used to flip it. Like, instead of just a, a normal Texas rig or, or a jig, we'd flip a swing head. And there was times where I was using a Texas rig and Nate was using a swing head and he'd smoke me and we'd throw the same bait, same weight. So it's just kind of something a little bit different. But I feel like that bait, I mean, the swing head is so versatile. You could basically use it for whatever you want. Like super, super common in Oklahoma and that region for that kind of reason. I mean, you can you can flip it and skip it behind a dock, 
and you can cover cover water with it so fast. And it just, I mean, it's so natural to me and it works really well on smallmouth too. Uh, generally I go down size wise. I don't throw a full size biffle bug for a small mouth. Um, something like a rage menace, something like that with a little bit smaller hook, like a three out hook. Um, just pertaining to small mouth has smaller mouths and really trying to imitate a crawfish in that situation. But grinding that thing on the bottom, I'll go a pretty heavy sized swing head. Um, I would say I don't really generally go under a half ounce. I'm normally looking half to, um, three quarter is generally probably the range I'm sitting in. And sometimes even a little heavier than that, if you're really trying to grind bottom and just maintain bottom contact and cover water with it. And it just, I mean, it just like crawdad scurrying around and, um, they eat it, man. It's a reaction. It goes by their face. Heck yeah. Swing heads one that like I go in phases where there's times I throw it a lot. There's times I don't throw it. Um, and it's sort of starting to phase into my flipping where there's that, uh, there's that ring DWG that I think fighter really brought to light after catching them good on Champlain. Mm-hmm. That's I'm one curious. I like. I have not lot. messed with that at all. I'd like to try it. I like it. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan. It kind of gives it a more natural fall. Makes sense. I mean, yeah. yeah. So my first one, one that I like to throw a lot and Andy may or may not get mad at me for talking about it. Uh, it's a free rig. I love the free rig oh, for large mouth and small mouth. Um, it kind of depends on what I'm fishing for. Like if I'm large mouth, I'll beef it up a little bit, but small mouth I'll downsize to 10 to 12 pound, uh, especially depending on, you know, how deep I'm fishing. Um, but I mean, it's super simple for folks that have not heard us talk about the free rig on the show. Uh, it's basically your line goes through, you can use an EWG, you can use, you can get really creative with the hook. Uh, this is just a small three at EWG throwing like a Berkeley creature hog or a ghillie or something, you know, like there, a lot of people use like the G crack bellows gill. Um, and it goes line through that EWG, no, not like straight free line. And then to typically your cylinder drop shot weight, I think there's been, we're going to go through some of the new stuff coming out of ICAST and there's some different weights that are coming out that I think might be more ideal for a free rig. Uh, but essentially what it is, is like your bait is with that drop shot weight and it's your line can, your bait can basically be on a free swinging deal here. And essentially what is supposed to happen is you cast and your bait goes down, or your weight goes on the bottom, your bait fa- follows. And when you lift up, it comes with, and when you release that drop shot weight goes to the bottom and your bait slowly will fall behind it, giving that free swinging action. Therefore the free rig, just something like super creative that you can get really kind of wild with, I think compared to like, your normal Texas rig where usually people peg it and that bait follows the weight. Whereas this is allowing you to reach a certain depth, but also have that more basically the weightless presentation at a deeper depth. Now I know we're talking summer stuff here, but have you ever thrown that on a bed? Yeah. Yeah. But like, I just like throw a Texas rig just cause I feel like, I don't know. I, I haven't tried it. I just feel like I haven't had to yet. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. It works. It's the only time I've ever caught a fish on a free rig. Yeah, I've never thrown a free rig. So, like, first, just never. But, like, to me, I'm either going to be, when I'm bed fishing, I'm throwing a Texas rig on the bottom or a drop shot, like, 95% of the time. Those are the two things I'm doing bed fishing. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, the free rig might be, like, a, just a good, I mean, or, like, a fluke or a weightless Senko. But, like, 
it would be that version, but you can accurately put it like on the bed. And then probably that thing would dance very, very freely sitting on the bed. That's a good idea, especially for like finicky largemouth, like down. Yeah, south. just when you're cycling like, like, like three hours. Right. Yeah. yeah. I will say too, is the, uh, the free rig, uh, won a couple co-angler events behind Chris Johnston or, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Chris Johnston, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Uh, Sakai Ushio, who is from Buffalo. Tried to keep it hidden for a little bit, but we found out. We we took the the juice from him. But was that all at the St. Lawrence? Both his wins. St. Lawrence, St. Lawrence. I believe he's had some really dang good finishes around the country as well. He's like really good as a co angler. Yeah. Oh, there's um, there's like that. Yeah, but that one, I mean, the rod I'm throwing that on is like a like a seven four seven five. Uh, it typically what I've thrown it on <laughs> was the Alpha Angler Clutch, which is a seven five medium, but really it's like a cross between a medium medium heavy wouldn't you say andy yeah i would say that yeah i mean i've i've felt a couple of those but like it seems like that it's a little bit heavier than what you would kind of expect but it's right. nice it's pair ball it'd be good for a swing head to be honest with you that'd be perfect yeah. for exactly what i'm talking about definitely i mean that that rod is like good for a lot of things um but like 15 pound floral you know seven three to one nothing like crazy i mean it's basically kind of like a light texas rig flipping setup that works perfect for it uh but it's good from deep to shallow so that's my first one free rig is it's awesome andy what's your second one all right so we're gonna stay on this line of like drop shot style fishing free rig but i'm gonna go um a little bit beefier and that is like some people call it a bubba shot some people call it a power shot and it's a baby brush hog on like a half to one ounce weight flipping it around grass on a flipping stick you run like 30 to 50 pound braid and 20 pound fluoro and you just flip it around like you would normally a flipping jig or beaver style bait and you throw it in the same places you run like a three owner cover shot straight shank hook in there Um, usually i tend to go real long like two foot leader because I want that bait in a higher water column than those fish are used to seeing in the grass. Long, interesting. Yeah, I go real long with it. If I'm and I only ever fish it in like eight to fifteen foot of water. Oh, okay. And that and the reason is I want a, a higher presentation of water column than a lot of fish will see because a lot of times when you flip mats, I've noticed, or even just sparse grass, they eat it on the fall, right? Sure. If if they're not eating it on the fall, you can almost hover it there in front of them and get them to come over and eat it. And now one of the things I do, and this is going to be giving some juice away, is <laughs> what I first thing in the morning or if I'm practicing for a tournament, I want to see what color the bluegills are up shallow. So if I'm up shallow cruising and I see like chartreuse tails on the bluegills, I'll dip the tail chartreuse. If I see them all black, I'll go to like a straight black baby brush hog or just straight green pumpkin. Or if they're on crawfish and I catch one, he's spitting up craws and he's spitting out orange, then I'll dip the tails slight orange just to have an idea. Mm. And it gets you a few extra bites. That's pretty sweet. I've seen you throw that. I've seen you in action with that thing. You're pretty gnarly with it. Yeah, we, it helped us win that one tournament. Last year on one of the bays, on one of those bays, one of those oh. tournaments, <laughs> yeah, one of those bays, one of those tournaments. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Deacon, what's your second one? Oh man, second bait in the summer. Um, it's probably going to be 
very conventional, but I think you can get kind of funky with different baits. Um, but I mean, to me, the summertime again, I'm either going super finesse or I am going to go uh, reaction and maybe sometimes big to get them to bite stuff. Um, but second bait for me is just going to be a walking top water. Um, it's going to be generally, I like an oversized bait in the summer. Um, I feel like I get more bites, bigger bites with it. Maybe not more bites, but definitely bigger bites. And, um, as I kind of get into the fall time frame, that's when I'll start to downsize, get with poppers and uh, smaller walking baits, but covering water, I'm probably going to be throwing a big walking bait, a big whopper flopper, those kinds of things. And, um, I mean, I think everyone or, or people should be aware that those baits work good, just as good in the middle of the day in the afternoon as the morning, you just may get more bites in the morning, but you can catch a really big one at two in the afternoon when you're like, man, waiting for that kind of little afternoon bite to pick up before weigh in. And, uh, it's, it's got the biggest fish like doing that before yeah. in a tournament. It's what like, is your favorite yeah. walking bait deacon? Do you have one right now? Yeah, I probably more times than not reach for a vixen or, um, you know, the, that same mold. I, I'm not super particular on, I don't have any fancy old vixen. I think I might have one left. Um, but I, uh, that, that style of top water, um, seems to get a lot of bites. That mold's been traded over and over. I think Tekel has it now. Um, so that one, that one I've had good luck with. Um, so that kind of a bit, that size and bigger to me, like he's either that or super spook, saltwater spook, super spook. And then, um, the strike King mega dog, like that thing can pull fish out of places that you're like, wow, two pounder. Usually two louder is better when it comes to walking bait. If you can hear it from a hundred feet away, you got the right bait. (laughs) Yeah. And for me, it's just, I'm always looking for that clear water generally when I'm looking for a tough water bite. Um, but even on like a real windy day and, and especially if you got sun, and you can you can catch some really big fish on a on a walking bait even in the yeah. wind like one of those mega dogs. I'll generally upsize then, and uh, those fish seem to see it from a long ways away. Heck yeah, I, I want to throw in those mega dogs so bad. Like, what rod would you even throw that on? I throw it on uh, the mega dog. I've always thrown it on a seven three medium heavy. Lose Lose makes this rod that, and I'm not affiliated with any rod company, so I'm not. <laughs> don't have to be like oh this one and this one like lose makes this rod that i love so much i think i have three of them and i don't i only like that i think this is my only lose rod and it's a i don't even know if they still make it but it's like one of their uh lose light hammer rods or something but it's it's a medium heavy that's got a good tip on it and it has some parabolicness but it's still pretty stout and I love it for I, I can cast that rod so extremely well. I can skip with it. I can do all kinds of stuff. But because it has a little bit of parabolicness to it, I can throw a big walking bait like that. The rest of the time, I'm probably throwing it um, on a lighter, like a medium rod with a good parabolic tip um, or parabolic bend in the entire rod for that tackle size and smaller. But when I get to that big one, I mean that thing's like a throwing a glide bait out there and yeah. i i'm actually feel a little underpowered on that rod but i would rather have that flexibility just treble hook bait top water i just i i prefer a less stiff rod is what that is a mono or is that a braid i'm always sorry go ahead 
well, I'll answer Bailey's first, Andy, and then I'll listen. But yeah, we kind uh, of fired I, both at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always a braid guy on top water, and then every once in a while, if if it's a um, if I'm having issues with some kinds of braids, it seems like I'll have issues where um, smaller diameter treble hooks can get tangled on that cast to where the braid will get stuck in the treble hooks for some reason. I, I, I haven't quite figured out why that is, or maybe I'm just getting too excited and casting differently, but every <laughs> once in a while I will put a 20 pound mono leader connected to that braid and that stiffness of that mono makes it land straight every single time. Um, wow. But if I get in a hurry or I am having to retie, I will just throw a straight, straight braid. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to ask uh, what the blow up is like on that mega dog because I've never seen that thing in action. Is it like just insanity when they eat that, or is it always just like a soft slurp and you're just like, oh, there he is because such a big bait? Man, I would say it's like a normal, normal spook blow up. Man, I mean, they seem to be coming with a vengeance. I mean, so it just backs <laughs> half out of the water yeah. and just gone bowling ball flush like oh yeah. yeah that's how that's how it normally seems to be because i mean think about it like well think i think about it with like frog fishing your smallest fish generally hit it the hardest but when the bait's like 10 inches long or whatever it is eight inches long and wide i feel like even the three pounders like man i gotta whack this thing and so they come up and smoke it pretty hard <laughs> <laughs> fun oh yeah, yeah. Fun, if fun, i want to eat this fun. thing i gotta go all out for it yeah <laughs> All right, here's uh, so my next one here is one I actually don't fish a lot, and I'm determined to fish more because people talked about it, but you don't really, it's really not talked about in depth. Um, and that is the chicken rig, mm. and it's kind of an interesting rigging to it. And essentially, what it is is you, you have an EWG almost like buried into your plastic, and I'll get into rigging here in a second, and you have like a, a it's like a cross between a Texas rig and a Nico, if that makes any sense. So you have your Nico weight in the bottom. And then essentially how you rig it is like you take your EWG and you go see if I can do this without like you go through your plastic like you would a Texas rig. You come out and you fold it down so that your eyelet is in that bait, right? Like a Texas rig. And you, you basically are rigging a Texas rig lower in that bait. But then you can take, so you see how it's like that right now. I'm probably, my hands are probably not helping me at all. They're probably getting in the way horribly. But so where this is connected here, you push that eyelet through the other side and you can uh, tie your line to it. You guys can see that. And then you put it back in the plastic. So it's kind of an interesting bait, but this is a, an eighth ounce Nico tungsten. You could throw I throw it on a, a seven foot medium heavy spinning rod with like 15 pound braid, 10 pound fluoro. And you can pitch that around grass lines, docks, whatever. You could fish it deep if you want. One thing I kind of like is with the Nico now, it could sh- especially with tungsten, it can show up a little bit better on forward facing. It can make for an interesting like fishing for isolated fish or something or fishing offshore. Um like I said, I haven't dove in too deep in this bait. I've thrown it. I've caught fish on it, but I haven't like really gotten to the nitty gritty because I think it's one that I overlooked and I want to play around with this summer. And I think some people are definitely overlooking it for sure. could be like a weedless way to throw an eco rig, you know, through heavier ish yeah. grass. Does that make sense? 
And it's going to come down through vertically, so the same way the grass is. Right. So you're going to get hung up a lot less. Right. I'm almost kind of like trying to think of like if there's ways to throw bigger worms with casting gear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever, whenever you get a comment like that, chicken ring doesn't work, don't try it. That typically means it probably works. <laughs> uh, don't do thinking, it. Don't do don't, it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I was thinking like what if you took – like a five out or six, maybe not six. I don't know. I have to play around with it, but like a five out owner beast EWG. You took like a Strike King bullworm and you put like a bigger Nico weight and then you flipped it on casting gear. It'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like a, it'd be like a magnum, beans. Like a magnum beans. weedless Nico rig, but for casting gear. Is uh, the bullworm. Oh, they're bullworms just like a mag shaky head, right? Like mm-hmm. a mag. Yeah, okay. basically just like, yeah. yeah. It's just a really thick finesse worm. Gotcha. Pretty much. I like it. That's probably a I horrible like description, but yeah, that's one I really want to dive into. I think it'd be kind of juicy. Become a staple for my lineup anyway. Yeah, I um, I always forget about that rig. I've never thrown it, and I'm like... Me either. And I see it, and I'm like, that looks so good. Like, if you go down to like a 16th ounce weight... And you're fishing docks, right? Or even a 32nd. And you throw that underneath the dock. Do you think a bass has ever seen a Senko or a stick bait come down at it like that? Probably not. Not, not that direction, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you have a Texas rig or something, but it would kind of still be at an angle. But, like, well, I think the biggest application to me, Andy, is what you touched on, is I think about, like, re- around reeds, like cattails yeah. and and grass that is growing in that direction i mean i uh i was kind of like thinking to myself when bailey said that thing i'm like man bailey's just mentioning like off techniques like these are kind of crazy things that i haven't thought of and but like i was like man this thing seems kind of whack to me but to (laughs) me like that that would be cool in um a grass situation to where it just falls straight down rather than having to have your line be pulled the other direction when you lift it back up i mean you could just sit there and all kinds of stuff think about it this way too if you go light enough weight on that and you're throwing it on like a seven foot medium or medium heavy spinning gear and you're at like that 30 second ounce weight and you got a slight wind at your back and you throw it up underneath the dock with that natural current it's almost gonna backslide further Mm -hmm. into the dock that's a sneaky well the first thing i thought of when he started putting it together is like i have totally done a chicken rig on the back of just I had a fish spawning under a piece of cover happens quite a bit, but like a a good one during a tournament that I could not get to go and I could not get a bait on the bed correctly. And I was trying to, and this was trying to just figure this out. And I think it was in like either a high school tournament or early college tournament, but essentially put a nail weight in the back of a Sanko just on a, on a Texas rig Sanko and skipped it in there and it, and it slid backwards. I mean, Mm -hmm. that weight just pulled it. And you can get it under hmm. things rather than like it falling straight. Like really, what's happening when you like a with when you put a, a nail weight in the back of a Senko and you skip it, you'll watch it. It'll drift a foot and a half, two feet back towards whatever you're casting at. Yeah. So if there's a fish under cover, you can get it onto a bed that you c- could never get to. Mm-hmm. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. So like they used to do that like with French fry, the old Zoom French fry or centipedes. And they'd put like a one-out hook in it and shove a nail weight in the back and throw it on spinning gear, and it would cause it to backslide. I like it. Hmm. Yeah. 
and get it Very way intriguing. get it back in areas where you can't. I've tried it and I would literally watch like a black centipede. I would throw it in there and it would literally on an open bale, it would slide backwards. Mm-hmm. But I never I never caught fish doing it. But I'm like, I could see where one day this would work and then I forgot about it. Well, think about it too. Like, say you're fishing a grass flat. And like typically when you fish a grass flat, you're trying to pick out those chunks. It's either like there's holes in the grass or there's where the grass is more condensed and you can punch those. Like say you're in a team tournament and you got one guy that's punching those condensed patches and you're trying to be a fish. You got one guy just throwing this more finesse bait into the holes. It'd be pretty interesting. Yeah. And say he might get more bites or he might get less bites with that one giant bite that you need because it's something that the fish haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty intriguing stuff. So, all right, what are we on? Third, third, third. round, third round. Kick so, us off, Andy. Um, one of my favorite things to do is throw top water all day long, but not so much a walking bait. When I'm up shallow, just covering a ton of water, I pull out the old buzzard. Whoa. When it's, I thought you were bro- gonna say popper. Nope, <laughs> bright blue, sunny sky, slick calm. For whatever reason, a buzz bait for me will get giant bites at random times. And you're and you're banging off of everything. You want to bang it off every dock post you can. Get hung up fifteen times, and that you'll be like pulling it. I throw it on thirty pound braid in a seven six action rod because I'm making really long casts. But as you're pulling it through, you, and you just kind of lift and move your rod tip, you can make that buzz bait change directions. You just want to run it into stuff. And as soon as it bounces off that pole, you'll see you're like. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> I want to know what goes through a bass's head. Like, when they see a buzz bait coming and it's going over their head, they're like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Oh, God damn it, I got to do it. And they, <laughs> yeah. It's, a... <laughs> it's so obnoxious, must yeah. kill. <laughs> oh, dude, literally what it is, man. Yeah. But it's funny, like, with the walking bait thing, I wanted to touch on something different than Adam. I found sometimes in the summertime throwing a walking bait like on the same conditions, bright, sunny, slick, calm. If you get the nose of it on a turn to hit a dock post, like a metal one, they'll come up and smoke it. Interesting. Yeah. It's just like. Straight reaction, man. Another uh, another bait that Elf Angler clutches dynamite with is the buzz bait. Yes. <laughs> yes. That, that rod is absolutely incredible for a lot of things. I Dude, think that would be my next rod. Those things that you guys talk about it so much, and I thought through it, and I felt one before. Like that thing is uh, handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it kind of buzzbaits for me changed after Gerald Swindle ta- uh, kind of exposed his setup to it. That uh, that seven four to seven five with like seventeen pound fluoro. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a problem losing fish on a buzzbait ever since. Since I switched to that setup. Yeah, with fluoro. Yeah, I like a more moderate action rod when I run the braid. If you go floral, you can get away with a slightly more stout rod. And and that's why I like the clutch. Like, and I'm not plugging a rod company that I'm like partnered with or anything, right? Like the clutch, you you you, can no. (laughs) Quite literally, you are, Andrew. What are you talking (laughs) about? (laughs) That's I said I'm not plugging a rod. I'm not trying. I'm not trying. Like Bailey loved. Bailey got the clutch in his hands far before he did, and he's just like, I can throw a spinner bait with it, I can throw a whopper plopper, I can flip with it, I can do this, and literally it works for all of that. And it's a great fluorocarbon rod and a 30-pound braid rod. It can do both. I flip it with one ounce weights, 80-pound braid. It's fine. No. <laughs> 
No. For Bailey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. DK, what's, what's your third one, buddy? Man, my third one is going to be a drop shot. So new and everything. Um, but I'm going to say the biggest uh, biggest twist, I throw a drop shot a lot, a lot, a lot, with a wacky rig style bait, whether that be a uh, flick shake worm. I like a lot on a drop shot. Um, a... Sanko, small, you know, three inch or a four inch Sanko. I like a lot on a drop shot. And um, it's either that style, a wacky rig drop shot, if I can get away with it cover wise, or it's a drop shot, um, Texas rigged and into stuff around trees, around grass, whatever it may be. Um, generally I'm throwing that on a BMC, I think it's a number two. No, it'd be a one-aught BMC one-aught I think is the one that I really like. I think it's literally Polynix setup and, uh, generally going to have that around the Texas red one around cover is going to be on. I like 10 for the most part around the really kind of heavier stuff. Um, majority of the time I'm probably eight everywhere else. I, uh, I kind of struggle getting way down to the sixes, fours and five pound test stuff. Unless I really have to, I'll go to six, but eight most of the time and, and 10 if I'm around a little bit heavier, heavier cover. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Good confidence. And, and on that Texas rig stuff, it's generally robo worm of some sort or a, uh, zoom finesse worm. And that's more of a large mouth technique for me when I've got it Texas rigged and uh, it's going to be a longer worm, something like six to eight inch range versus like a little, you know, um, three inch bait, that kind of thing. Heck yeah. There's going to be some drop shot baits when we complete this and run through that new iCast new product stuff that's coming out. There's some new baits. I know Andy and I grabbed our attention that we're going to have to try this year. Um, so my next one is one that, like, it's not a unique bait in the fact that I think this time of year they're throwing it pretty heavily, especially on the Tennessee River or down south. But it's a unique way, I think, to throw it where people don't think to throw it. Um, just a completely different swimming action. But it is a hollow belly with an EWG. Uh, and I'm more thinking of skipping it shallow around timber, around docks through some grass where typically people throw like a mag draft or a different uh, line through swim bait, just something that is EWG, just a different look where usually these fish are seeing a hollow belly swim bait out deep where, you know, up shallow, they might get a whole new look to. And it's kind of like your, your poor, not saying that like a mag draft super <clears throat> expensive, but it's like, it's like your poor man's mag draft basically. <laughs> so it's just, uh, this one I'll throw, Typically, I'm like a 7.6 medium heavy with like 20-pound floor or a 17, something where you can really jack their face and wrench them in because that is a owner EWG beast. Usually, I like to have like a – I think they have one that has like an eighth-ounce weight on it, but you can throw it weightless and it'll swim fine. Um, but, yeah, I like to jack their face with that thing. It's not something I'll throw a lot, but it's something a little bit a little bit interesting to play around with, something unique, as we mentioned, for, for the summertime. Andy, what's your fourth bait? You stole the floor. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not gonna go hollow belly. I'm gonna go solid bodied. Solid body, okay. Soft paddle tail. Um, something different. A lot of people like to throw flukes around docks and stuff. 
um, with like a 4.8 Kijak or a skinny dipper, one thing you can do is take your little nail weight and put it in the belly here to kind of keel it and keep it down in the water a little bit more. A skinny dipper is good, like a 4.8 Kitech, and I think they even make a 5.8, your poor man's mag draft. But um, instead of a screw head, I usually go like a 5.0 EWG or 6.0 EWG and just line it through. Hmm. Did you say line through with an EWG? Not, not line through, but like through. Oh, yeah, okay. sorry. I was like, so, wait a minute. <laughs> it's been a long month of June, okay? It's been a long month of June. Andy needs some sleep. Everyone's recovering from the fourth, man. That. I need some sleep. My fourth was spent looking at a computer screen and working, so there's not much recovery here. <laughs> then you came over and drank a couple beers. I did. Joined you, Mister Redwine. Which, by the way, did you and Redwine catch them good? And I said you lost a bunch, but did you guys catch them good today? Oh, we still caught them good. Absolutely, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Was he laughing like a little kid? Kinda, kinda. Yeah, Redwine's just like kind of like. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That is his mindset. That's yeah. his mindset. And that, he, I think he asked me like five times where good food is to eat in Hamburg, and I told him five times, and he got back to the hotel and texted me. He goes, so what were those restaurants again you told me about? <laughs> that sounds like red wine. <laughs> I started laughing. No, no, we um, the first fish we got was on top water, and we both were like, oh, it's on. And there were some insane topwater bites and some like crazy jerkbait bites that they ripped the rod out of your hand. And they'd only be like 15 inches, but they were, they were like hit swiping it. So you'd hit them and they would come up and jump and your jerkbait would come flying past your head because they'd only get like one hook in the side of the face. It just yeah. wasn't good, <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah. It's fun. All right, Deacon, what's your fourth one? Man, I'm uh, I've got so much confidence in top water. I'm I'm rolling still with top water in the summer, and it just makes sense because it's, it's almost so- like you fish clear water fisheries. I don't know. If you- mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a pattern yeah. here. There's <laughs> a pattern here. Um, but man, I would say a whopper plopper, and I kind of mentioned it with the big spook comment. But I change things up technique wise with the plopper. Um, I throw a big one probably 90% of the time. And that when I say big one, the 130 size or like the Berkeley Chapo bigger size, not like the great, great big one. I haven't messed too much with that. Although I have one. Um, and I have heard of some crazy things like at the Delta with that. And, um, I've heard of guys catching big ones, but as a tournament tournament technique, that 130 size seems to get bit a lot of good bites. You can cover so much water so fast with it, um, faster than you can with a spook. And that thing I am throwing it on a seven six all the way up to a seven eleven um, rod. I'm throwing a big long rod to exactly cover water, <laughs> and uh, I mean just just go with it. That's what I like to do. And then and then if I'm around docks or on a, on a different lake, then it's probably more like a um, seven six to seven three heavy medium heavy. Um, kind of sit in that range with things because it's it's a big bait and you can target cast it pretty well though. Um, but that's something that just man, it gets bit. Large mouth, small mouth. It's not. Uh, it there's no secret to it. It gets good now and it'll roll all the way into the fall. Is there? Isn't there like a bigger one than the one thirty? Yeah. Isn't it like a one sixty or one ninety or something? One seventy, like I think. Seventy. It was a musky bait and it is huge. <laughs> man, I've got one of them. And uh, guys, have caught, guys have caught fish on it, man. Like the Delta, I've heard of like them eating it. 
and but doesn't the packaging have that big one like it's like red and it's like with a small mouth too with the giant one i don't know my my giant one's a bone colored that's another thing i like very few colors in the top water and to me it's either yeah. bone black bone, bone. or clear <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or bone yeah like Bone, like, bone, yeah. black, and bone. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, it's bone, black, or like something slightly translucent with a chartreuse belly with a pearl yep. white top. Like yep. that spook, the original spook color. That's or that that's got the chartreuse belly or the chartreuse top kind of thing. I'm trying to think of uh, like it's it's super famous on Champlain. Like, it's yeah, crap out of yeah, chartreuse uh, belly and the top. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, wait, no, you're talking about the one that's like the chartreuse belly and it's like the bluish top with like a gill pattern along but the But it's side. pretty clear, but it's pretty translucent yeah. too. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, I, I have a few of those. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the, the name of the pattern. I'll, I'll pull it up here in a second. Um, it, it's absolutely hideous looking. Yeah. Yeah. But it gets yeah, like, it's like in clear socks. water, dude. <laughs> like all the desert lakes and stuff, like they eat that thing. See, let me see if I can pull it up here before I get into. My next bait. Do you guys still the boyo? What's that? The super, the head and boyo, super spook boyo, whatever it's called. No, That's I have one. not yet. Yeah, it's a new one. It's like a short it's little like dude, literally this big, dude. I, I, I got one like last fall for fall fishing when bait fish get really small, and I have not thrown it, but I got it, and I was like, this thing is tiny. Yeah. Like it is tiny, tiny, and I could see it working in certain applications, but I'm like, man, what wouldn't a super spook junior work? But maybe it is that much. You know, it's probably an inch or two less size. Yeah, I'm going to throw my honorable mention out there now that we're talking about little oh, top waters. Um, but just, just talking about like the super spook boyo, like a 85 size Sammy on like a 610 medium light. Sometimes when they get on that little tiny bait fish, but they're chasing it, and that thing is so erratic. I've caught some giants on that little tiny Sammy. That's awesome. See. I'm going to share my screen here. Is this the one we're talking about? Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's the one. Yeah. Like, it looks it's like, like crap. a gizzard shad, blue, pink, green. Yeah. And it's not <laughs> I, even I love like, baits that don't have detail. like, I love, I love it. Like, it's just like that thing looks like it's straight out of the 80s. 70s whatever and, and it still sucks. catches yeah. you know what the thing that pisses me off is when people say the backs of top waters matter when it they probably do matter but like it pisses me off that they actually do matter when how do the how do the fish even see it like dude, dude that thing's going like this like every every time it's moving it's 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 showing just a little flash of it fishing's stupid <laughs> uh, all right my next bait is going to be one, and I was actually thinking about it uh, when we were talking about the topic for tonight's show, and it figures I'm, I'm going through and I'm watching some YouTube videos, and our buddy Ty Berger from Bass Fishing HQ actually came up with this. He had the video on it actually recently. Uh, so this is not me copying. This is actually just very similar thinking. Uh, but so first, especially people that are around schooling bass or they're trying to snipe them on forward, when they're chasing smaller bait fish, not necessarily the, that bigger bait fish profile, but it is a smaller jigging spoon. One mm. that people like to throw in more of the cold water, the winter months. But like when you're around, like especially in the north, we have some like a class of fish that chase like very small bait fish, uh, like that 
two to four inch bait fish that perfectly can mimic them and drive them absolutely nuts and make for a pretty damn fun bite. Um, there's oh, a lot of different places. I, you can use I want to see you do but, that this Have you, have you messed with that at all this year yet? Not in the summer, not like the warmer. That's, yeah. Times. In the summer. I'd love to see that. Like I'd love to uh, hear back that feedback because that's something that I've always thought about is spooning in the summer. I really don't do it until the fall or like you said, early winter when they're really out there, but, I mean, they're out there in the summer too. I just normally yeah. reach for a soft plastic instead of a spoon. I have a place or I have a couple places where they brown and green spots where they school up pretty dang heavy. Like I have places where the green ones will school up out in 30 foot, but they're only, you know, 15 foot down, but mm-hmm. they're chasing like three inch alewives, what they usually spit up three to four inch alewives where that could be pretty fun. Um, now live scope will help a ton. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing those suckers will be a lot easier. Um, setup I'm trying to play uh, and tinker with a little bit more. Uh, being if I'm going to cast this out, like it might call for a longer rod, and you might even the setup might be better. Whereas your hookup ratio would be better with a longer rod. But where I'm used to using this thing is like in the winter time when you're on above them and you're seeing them on 2D or something like that, and you're jigging vertically. Whereas this could be kind of different, where you might be making 20 to 30 foot pitches. You know, say you see him on forward facing, you know, like I might try to go to say like a seven, six medium heavy, something that's a super long parabolic where it could help with that hookup ratio, especially in the summer when those fish are going to be going much crazier than they would be. Yeah. In the winter. Nice <laughs> yeah. They're like super like just dragging up whereas oh. the summer they're like on crack. So it's, yeah. yeah. So playing around with that and I'll probably swap the hook out to maybe a little bit bigger hook, play around with that. Jigging spoon, something, something a little unique. So, last one here, last round, boys. Our fifth one, Andy. So, one of my favorite things to do is fish a Sanko in grass, just like flipping it around. And recently, watching YouTube videos, I'm like, I want to find an alternative, just for like if they're if they're feeding or chasing a little bit. And I think I found the perfect complement, and I've already used it a couple times this year and caught a lot of fish on it. This year, I'm going to be throwing a cutter worm. A Interesting. Lot um, I actually had a guide trip last weekend on a Finger Lake and absolutely smoked them swimming a cutter worm. And I was like, so weightless? Yeah. Or no, like a quarter ounce weight. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you'll cast it out like 70, pretty much 70, 80 feet, but it's more of like a modified. You're going to hop. And as it's falling down on slack, you just kind of reel down when you feel the bottom. You just slowly raise it and just. And then you get nabbed. And all of a sudden you come down and you feel thump and you just reel and hit them as hard as you can. (laughs) It's fun. 15 pound fluoro. And you're just kind of hopping it across the top of the weed to eighth ounce. I found eighth ounce was the best way to use on 15 pound fluoro. Okay. Interesting. On the clutch, nonetheless. Of course. <laughs> of course. What other rod do you need in life? <laughs> uh, a few. But, yeah, that rod is so good. It's funny. Like, if I could have seven rods, only seven rods in Baycaster, I think I can get away with just using a clutch for, like, everything. To bring it pretty close. Yeah. Deacon, what about you? Man, I... Uh... I'm getting a little distracted here because I finally have looked at the Bassmaster um, 
page for all the iCast releases. And I'm like, we're going to dive into it a little bit. Give, all right. If you all give right. us three minutes, we'll go through it together. Here I know. I know. Here. Okay. My, mine is similar to Andy's uh, around grass. Generally for me, this technique is a reaction deal and uh, it's, it's throwing a fluke, man, like pretty standard thing, but a, a fluke, a, uh, castaic, whatever the castaic version of the fluke is a little bit heavier, makes for an awesome casting bait. But man, you can just uh, get reactions, I think, out of fish um, that you previously are sometimes a Sanko isn't working, which is wild to think. But sometimes, like those fish needs need something to chase, they need a reaction to make them uh, not chase it. So, fluke's my fifth one. Fluke, what's your setup for a fluke? Man, I'm throwing on a casting rod. I'm generally going pretty light line, uh, like 12 pound on a casting rod, a medium, um, seven foot, seven, three medium rod. And, um, yeah, seven, one to one reel, seven, three, one, something in there pretty quick. Some people will put like a barrel swivel on the line to stop like rotation of it. Do you do the barrel swivel or do you go straight to the hook? I go straight to the hook unless I'm double fluking like a double fluke rig you know, a uh, donkey rig, um, if it's allowed in the, in a tournament, um, still comes through grass pretty easily. If it's really thick grass, that barrel swivel will get a little gummed up, but, um, otherwise, yeah, I'm, I'm going straight to it and I don't, I don't have any issues with line twist. It seems if I'm, tr- if I'm, if it's windy and I really can't make a long cast with a casting rod and, uh, I I've got, I've had awesome days on a spinning rod with a fluke too. And, um, just that fluke, it's kind of a regular fluke that is. That's castaics or um, the depths. Like there's some there's some baits that are a heavier fluke. Even the the Strike King one. Like there's there's yeah. got a the little more weight chat. than a traditional fluke. But I like the traditional fluke as well. Doesn't there's, the caffeine chat have like that like bulbous tail or? It does, dude. It like almost does this on the fall. Like it it's it's shimmies nice. like a Senko. Like, it's, like that, uh, I was impressed with it. I feel like that would make for like a nice scrounger bait. But, yeah, having that yeah. tail flailing around. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my last one, seeing as though Deacon and I had the same first one, same first bait swing head, I was trying to sit in here and, and brainstorm a bait that's kind of like unique. And it was kind of tough to be honest. That wasn't like just something something unique for the summer that I've tried. And I couldn't really think of one, but I I have a bait that I wanted to try this summer that I have not tried yet. And I honestly can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but I'm sure someone in the chat or you two guys might even know what I'm talking about. Um, but it's, again, from a preface, is one that I have not tried yet, but I'm going to talk about what I want to try. And I might be, give some people ideas, make for some good conversation. But it's basically you take a drop shot weight and, like, you can play around the hook. But right here I have uh, – it's a 3 owner cover shot hook. You take a split ring and you connect the two so that they're like this, if that makes any sense. So kind of like a free rig, but I guess not free. Kind of like a Tokyo rig, I guess. Yeah, but with a smaller... Is it like uh, a Jika rig? Like a Jika rig or whatever Maybe that's what it's called. Maybe it's a Jika. I thought the Jika was like that cylinder... Back to the good uh, old days. Yeah, right. (laughs) Make it simple. (laughs) Make fishing simple again. Those ones still (laughs) work fine. Jika. Richest (laughs) common thing, Jika rig. Um, and I was thinking like that with like a four and a quarter inch flatworm on like a, like a seven, six spinning rod, like going through grass or like maybe not a seven, maybe like a seven, one or a seven foot medium heavy 
with like 15 pound braid to 10 pound fluoro and just i lose my hook now so i can't bring the hook back out drop it uh but that something be kind of simple like dragging through rock you know dragging on great lakes could be dragging through grass maybe not something you'd flip necessarily i mean i guess you could but you might as well just flip a free rig or something like that but Something that was just kind of bring something different that we haven't talked about yet, seeing as though we had the same one. We wanted to give folks an honest 15 new unique baits for the summer. But is that something you guys have tried yet? Actually, yes. Owner makes a G- uh, EWG with a tungsten cylinder like drop shot weight to it. It's real light, like 316 ounce. But um, I've caught a lot of fish actually threat like fishing a five inch Sanko on it, just a different presentation with the one I'm flipping grass. I'll usually have that tied up just lightly. And, um, I'm like lighter line, like a 12 pound or a 14 pound fluoro. And just, you get some bites doing it that way. It's just a different presentation the way it falls. Yeah. It's just something I want to play around with. It could be kind of interesting, especially on that cover shot with lighter, lighter setup. Could make for an easy bite getter, mm-hmm. but all right, any any takeaways before we hop into the 2022 iCast new products preview that Bassmaster just posted? Or should we just dive right in? Let's roll in, man. All right, I'm let's really do it. it. All right. Let's see if we can blow this screen up here. There, you there go. we go. That's much better. All right. New products for 2022. I, I have no idea on how we're going to structure this other than we're going to scroll down and see – so facial expressions. We're like, what the? Yeah. What in the world? Is there a new lunker lunker hunt bait like a spider or like a tarantula or something? I have no idea, but we're about to find out because I, <laughs> Can't I wait. saw I I quickly breezed through this and sent like Andy a couple things. I think I sent a tungsten weight that we'll get to in a second to you guys. Uh, but yeah, we'll just we'll just breeze through this here. So. For those of you listening on iTunes or Spotify or whatever, bear with us. We're just going through the literal Bassmaster release of all these baits. You can go to the Bassmaster website. Yeah, if you want to check it out, I'll put a link down in the descriptions after the show, but it's literally, you just type in Bassmaster 22 iCast and it'll pull this up. Um, So hard baits. First one is the new Berkeley Slobber Knocker, which... You guys have known about for a little bit being in tight quarters here with Sears Angler crew. But what are your guys' honest takeaways about the slobber knocker and the new blade of jig? The head design is interesting. How it goes through the head. I wonder how it comes through the water. It looks like it has a beefy hook. Mm-hmm. It, look, it, it looks like it with the, the head design. I'd like to see it from the other angle. But it kind of looks to me like the uh, the queen tackle as far as with a bar between mm. uh, between the head, kind of. Yeah, I just wonder yeah. how the vibration would be. Yeah, I think the only difference between this one and the switchblade is that this is a th- like through the actual jig head versus queen is to, to through, the, through eye. The, the eye. Yeah, where this the eye is the jig head is it literally. Huh. I've used it a little bit. I've used it a little bit. Um, and it's consistent. It's a different vibration, but I haven't noticed anything super crazy with it just yet. Um, gotcha. What's that? I said gotcha. Yeah. Let's keep going through here. We got Iketchko Mike. How do you pronounce his name? Buka. Buka. Buka? I believe it's Buka. Bull mm-hmm. mullet. I'm going to assume this is a 
it's a mullet, it's probably going to be a saltwater bait. Well, it's it's only five and a half inches, here. man. No, there's yeah. um, those look like saltwater hooks. It's yeah. more California style, like yeah, bite. yeah. It looks like a big wake bait. I mean, saltwater three times saltwater grade hooks, heavy duty rotating hooking. Interesting. Twenty bucks though. I know twenty. I'm bucks. sure you could catch bass on that. Oh, I gosh. mean, that looks like a gizzard chad. Mm-hmm. Dude, I love big wake baits. This is interesting. Freedom tackle, speed free. Look at Andy. That's kind of different blade. You're the spinner bait freak out of the three of us. Yeah, that's, that's like a hybrid bait. Indiana blade almost. So it's Square gonna have a lot of thump. It's interesting though that it's got that hybrid elongated Indiana blade with a willow. So that thing mm. will pulsate, but I bet it'll because it has that keel on the head. I bet that thing will run deeper and get a different type of vibration than spinnerbait fish will be used to down deep. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the elongated jig head is for. Like, is that for like bigger trailers or something? Probably a wider trailer. And it's also probably the way they can get it to balance with that heavier thumping blade on top. I got you. So it doesn't like blow to the side. So they, they angled the weight down to kind of keep it down and also stop it from rolling. Interesting. That'll be intriguing. We'll have to pick us up some of those. Freedom Tackle Ultra Diver Shed doesn't look like there's anything exciting there. It looks like the old man's deep diver. It looks like it's got interesting shape to it, like a yeah, it's like um, it's like a coffin style, like a clover. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's good. Oh yeah, clover leaf lip. Yeah, look at that. Hey, <laughs> that would make sense. We should probably read these, but yeah. nah, nah. And we got uh, bait Pass. of the year, folks. Bait of the year. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Another spinner bait. Just a, yeah, just another spinner bait. Uh, let's see, Nichols Catalyst spinner bait. I don't see anything too cool on that. Uh-uh. Plated in twenty-four karat gold. Yeah, yeah. Or Nichols. Oh, it's just, it's got an owner hook at least. I didn't know hey. Nichols. Now we're talking. Uh, greatest swim bait made of all time. <laughs> Tail does not bucks. look cheap as heck. Uh. Greenfish tackle, bad little. It kind of looks like the uh, nice drop head, guppy head. Yeah, yeah. Was it dirty jigs that has that? Is that what it is? Yeah, uh, the guppy. Well, yeah. There's two different ones. And then uh, Matt Allen, Tactical Bassin has one, right? Yeah, it's, it's the dirty uh, jigs. Okay. New Gantrail yeah, uh, colors. Here's what. Yeah, are these just colors? Because it like, looks like a lot of these are just like same baits, new colors. Which mm-hmm. what the heck is that? It's like a koi. Fired yeah, up poisonous. and RT crappy. Interesting. Jackal rearrange. I'm going to assume this is new colors. Yeah, I know. I was like, that's been out. Wow. Yeah. Two new colors. Burgundy Shed and Chartreuse Black Pearl. Ooh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> Andy is now intrigued. Andy's like, here's my money. <laughs> uh, saltwater bait. You can skip over the KOA shrimp. That is a live crawl. That's obviously going to win ICAST Best of Show because it's stupid and doesn't catch fish. This is interesting. Uh, that's what I want really bad. Have you tried any other jerk baits yet that have that that little? Uh, no, but I've heard um, from like Gussie and Douglas that they're pretty legit. Yeah, that that so, popper looks good, but especially if it, like when you pop, you know, some poppers will stop and roll real quick. Like, if that rolls and it has that flash shimmy to it as it's yeah. rolling, ooh, on a super calm day, like slightly overcast. The Burgundy Shad for the Re-Ranger is talking about, Rich said, is on Omnia Fishing. Yeah, it's, 
Yeah, it's weird that that's a new color because I have burgundy shed too. Spro CJ Outsider crankbaits. The Johnson Brothers made a crankbait. I know. It looks like it looks really close to that OSP that you were showing me the other night, Andy. Yeah, that is definitely. Um, we're not going to say it out loud, but that is definitely the Jinren color of the OSP. <laughs> <laughs> It sure looks like it. <laughs> That's funny. Then again, everyone's knocking each other off for colors, That's so funny. we can't really say that. But That's an interesting hook, like the little hook there below, uh, right by the line tie. I don't, I don't know. If yeah, that reminds that. me I of it's the hot old old jackal brake blade, which oh, is the most vibrating yeah. spinnerbait I've ever thrown in my life. It does really? look like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Especially the head design, that small little in the indent back here. So here's what made the Jackal Brake Blade so, not the Brake Blade, uh, what was it called? Super Eruption. When it fell on a slack line, the blade still rotated normally. So when you, you could reel and pause, and as it fell on slack, the blades would spin normally. And you would get a lot of bites on the Super Eruption when you pause because it would just keep spinning. Hmm. I wonder if that would do something similar. Yeah, maybe. Especially with uh, the 360 swivel. Yeah, well, the spinnerbait is a must. Let's read it here. Spinnerbait is a must. Clear. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll that. see. No. Kind of like that head design. Kind of like an accent design to it. Hmm. Intriguing. Looks like we got an OG Slim right here. Yeah. Or um, they're actually mimicking the Lure Jensen Speed Trap. That's more of a Speed Trap style. And now that they mm. have a demon, right? The bottom it says the versatility makes this Speed Demon. So they're probably mimicking a Speed, <laughs> the old Speed Trap, <laughs> which was an awesome crankbait back in the day. I love Bros crankbaits, man. I'd love it. That thing looks awesome. Let's see, we have a 50 DD. So it's a littler, right? Because the other one's a 55. Mm-hmm. Right. Half ounce, 50 millimeters long. I like that a lot. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what colors, if they have the same color lineup. Mixed stick plus one. Standard. Pencil popper from Missouri. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. It kind of looks like that Shimano technology they got going. I don't know if it has that same flash stick, uh, flash disc, though. You guys throw your Zuri crankbaits at all? Never Not have, really. man. See, I got a bunch of different stuff coming. Or There's at least a wacky coming up. Yeah, this is, so this is the one. This is the one I really wanted to talk about. What the what is that? Oh, my God. That was called striking chatterbait head. Yeah. Uh, those things were horrible, or I've never caught fish on them with that. Z-Man one. Hellraiser. I am yeah. so intrigued. I want one really Glasses, bad. Glasses, sputters, and car. It almost, okay, if it's doing all that kind of stuff, it's almost like a mega bass, like the bug thing. It had like you know the first thing stuff. it reminded me of? It reminded me of, what a is gimmick? that? Um, yeah, that's Hellraiser. <laughs> what is the um, the bait that has that lip that has like the body of a spy bait that like skitters across the top? Oh, the jackal. 
the jacket yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. The riser, uh, whatever it is. It's the riser. Yeah. Is this yeah. something yeah. like that? Is like, is this like a top water? Yeah, but there's a effortlessly. Effort, here we go. Retri uh, simple, straight retrieve, effortlessly. A good grief, I can't talk. Effortlessly planes the lure to the top. Crazy fleeing action at slower, fast speed. So uh, pretty much, I think that's it going after it, but with a slight vibration. Okay, to me, why would you choose this color to display? Like, yeah, I think yeah, that's what I'm saying. For iTunes, it's literally yellow. Like a yellow tail, yellow belly, and pink on top. It's just very interesting. Hellraiser. I'll probably catch the crap out of him, but like, yeah, probably. like I would go with. More I'm intrigued though. Like, I want to throw it. Like, I want to. It'll be discontinued like, in six months, and then in two years, you're gonna hear about how many fish it caught. Yeah. Weight's five eighths ounce. That's pretty big. Pretty heavy. Well, yeah. So you're probably gonna throw that on casting, dude. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Z Man, you can't count on for hooks. It's Z Man. You can count on <laughs> swapping them as soon as you buy them things wild and then the line tie is like it know. makes that's wild yeah i have no idea midwest that's pretty nuts <laughs> and it's 15 nice. bucks enjoy yeah enjoy is right so i guess swim jig z-man midwest finesse swim jig interesting guess i'm jig okay here we go 13 fishing power slide. It's got that like shower blows type mouth to it. Looks like, but interesting but indentation on the back. It's almost backwards. Stuff. Like it look pretty. How many times do you see a top water that's a popping style bait where the bottom lip extends out forward? That's what the shower blows is, and the shower mm -hmm. blows walks and spits really good. Oh, I don't. I've never thrown a shower blows. I can never get the colors I want because they're always out of Come stock. on, bait maniac. You're supposed to know this stuff. Yeah. You're the tinker over here. I know. It's something <laughs> I've never thrown. Sorry. Chop, chop. <laughs> uh, all right. That was, our, that was our hard baits. We're in the soft baits here. New Berkeley Power Stinger. Now, can I throw this out there real fast? Please. Each segment so far has started with a Berkeley bait. You know what they say. <laughs> Best is at the top. No, I was the most money. No, I, I don't think. Uh, probably, probably. Most, yeah, who's paying us the most? Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if this will completely replace the Zayco, but what I do like is that it comes in a smaller size at three and a half inch. Hold I up. Berkeley's at the top because, guys, it's in alphabetical order. Are we that stupid? Probably. <laughs> Yeah, but technically, then doesn't numbers come first? I know. I was thinking that too. The numbers are in the back. It's alphabetical except for the numbers. It's Bassmaster, yeah. guys. We gotta cut them some slack here. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> but I do like the smaller trailer for Chatterbase because I feel like that is becoming more and more popular. The more like this has got to be a big bite bait. Bait. Yep, right there. <laughs> the quarantine crawl. That thing oh is weird. Oh my gosh, I love the name. <laughs> Quarantine crawl. Well, what's the one that was really good this year? That, uh, gosh, what's the bait that Drew Cook won on? Oh, the, it's the same tail, isn't it? The so fighting frog in tilapia magic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the same bait, right? Just without appendages off the side. They're calling it a Ned style body bait. 
Hmm. Ned style, and it's four and a quarter inches. Big Ned. Oh, you know what? There's a there's a mold coming out possibly, right? That might be announced in this. I'm assuming. Uh, I don't know if it's in this or not. Ah, uh, okay. Nice. We'll we'll talk. But it's about being announced it. at iCast. We'll we'll talk yeah. about it. yeah. Yeah. Is that a flatworm? I mean, big bite baits. <laughs> like everything in this dang uh, Yeah. So <laughs> moly. So moly. Like, what a great so, Oh, I get it. <laughs> so moly. <laughs> I was just been sitting here. Oh, so moly. So moly. What the heck is so moly mean? So moly. So for smally. Yeah. Well, Andy's definitely going to buy these and try them. Nope. Nope. What? I want to try it. I won't. Why wouldn't you not try it? I just for uh, $7. It's got the sensation, bro. It's like scientifically for $7, engineered. For $7, I'll pay $0.99 cents more and buy a flatworm. Dude, my biggest problem with all this stuff is like I get so uh, – every. I get – I'm trying to simplify my tackle, and there's just more crap. Jake's glad kind of in here. <laughs> wow, that looks different. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Best of show, because of the cast. That's right. Kamikaze swim on split tail. Probably like what, a spinnerbait trailer, basically. Yeah. Yeah, spinnerbait, blade jigs. Pad Crasher Jr. Uh, don't know what's new about that. Is there not a junior or something? No, Dude, I think it's... there's been kind of a kick here lately of having small frogs. I don't know if I like it. I... I have mixed feelings about it, but let's hear, let's hear mixed feelings. Okay, there was a <laughs> uh, a show. I think it was a. Uh, I'm trying to think of exactly where it was on, but I was listening to a podcast where this guy's conga was absolutely smoking him behind him on a little frog, and he wasn't catching huh. a big one on a very pressured fishery, and uh, that's what made me think through that. Um, but. I really like casting far, and I feel like any time with frog fishing, I, I'm trying to make as far of the cast as I can get away with. And if you downsize, you're going to downsize your weight too. So you probably do like what, like a seven? I mean, I don't know how much he's weigh. Like, what could you even throw that? In? Like a seven one? Gotta have heavy, at least seven head. one heavy, seven one medium heavy. Yeah, fifty pound always. braid. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see, I like Jake's comments. Yeah, those legs will touch the bottom in three foot of water. They probably will. This <laughs> dragon. It's like That's two and a half times the size oh. of the body. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. <laughs> the biospawn lures vile minnow. That looks like the uh, six sense fluke. Mm-hmm. Not that all flukes don't look alike these days. Uh, Andy, are you going to buy some of these? The new Biospawn Lures Exoned. I've never tried Biospawn stuff, but it add, that meat? actually might yeah. work. I like to go to that down to the next one, Bailey. This thing has got me all kinds of like, oh, this is neat. It's like a little tube that's got like fins <laughs> that probably. <laughs> it's got me Biospawn. <laughs> what's the sport with? <laughs> I'm drawing a blank here. It's like a mini version of tennis. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, badminton. Batman, yeah. what is the thing called? Like a shuttlecock or something? Yeah, shuttle- that's what it looks like. <laughs> they should have named it. Oh my, the vile tube. 
Oh, the shuttlecock. Uh, <laughs> what are you throwing? A shuttlecock? <laughs> a shuttle tube. I mean, like that on a drop shot, I feel like it would be. I don't know how big it is, but that could be like a little. See, it's probably it's four and ten. a half inches. <laughs> probably. That's probably too big. It's pretty interesting, though. Very interesting. Wow, that's never been around before. A flip triple bug. Does it have a bigger head? Is that it? Oh, the head is no more idea. streamlined and pointed. The, the original Biffle head is more V'd. That's rounded. Hashtag crazy innovations here, folks. Let's go. <laughs> Jackal rhythm wag. Like that looks like the... A fluke that maybe it's is a little heavier. It's a backsliding technique bait. What? A three pack for six dollars. Yeah, That's it's meant to backslide. What does that even mean? So when the way that it's weighted without jackal, putting, yeah, putting anything, you like rig it through the top. Oh, like yeah. a what we're just hook. talking about. Yep, it'll slide. The jackal backwards. does that with like yeah, jackal's done that with their craws. Yeah, already weighted that way. There you go, live target ultimate frog. I cast winner. To be eye cast winner for sure. Those legs? Are you kidding me? So realistic. Hashtag game changer. Let's just talk about live target for a moment. You ever notice they release a bait every year, and then that bait is on clearance like six months later? Six oh months. God. Try six weeks. Yeah, Dude, dead on. But you know what? It I didn't was- even think they were still around. I didn't think live target was a brand. Let's see what we got. Missile baits, magic worm. Calibrate. Oh, collaborated with Robo Worm. I forgot they did this. I saw this on social. Those will be ago. good then. Yeah, with the RoboWorm colorways. Yeah. I'll buy some for sure. Yeah. Heck yeah. Dude, $11 for 14 worms. Oh boy. I'll still buy them. Interesting little bait. Missile baits. Chunky D. Well, that looks like. I'm going to. That would be a really good jig trailer. I'm going to have a really good that. skipping jig trailer, dude. Look yeah. how flat that thing is. Oh, yeah. Snag proof smash mouth popper. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Spro pintail stick slim. I could make for like an interesting Nico bait. How big is it? Or a uh, chicken rig. Five, five inch. It's more of like a five inch. A tail's really interesting. I don't know how I feel about it. It's very interesting. I feel like it's just dying to have a sunfish bite it off every time you throw it. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be probably yeah, my bait I'm most intrigued about. Me too. The, the three-inch drop shot bait, the CJ Smasher from the Johnston Brothers. Spro is hooking up with the... Five for seven bucks. I like how it's both Chris and Corey with the CJ. Right. I like it. Good for them. That's a good deal, Spro. I think. That's pretty. It's an interesting colorway, I'm, and I'm more intrigued to see what other colors they're going to have. That color's sick. I'm more intrigued to see what colors, colors Johnson Brothers are actually going to be throwing at St. Lawrence River. Like, That's, yeah, or flatworm. Or <laughs> <laughs> they've got their own little thing. Scottsboro swim bait. We've seen a bunch of this lately. Uh, the goat toads. Thirteen fishing the trout, so like a thirty-five dollar Huddleston. Is this yeah, what we're trying to get out here? Exactly, it's got a wedge tail. Hmm. Interesting. 
Apparently, you can buy the CJ Smasher at Omnia three weeks ago. Huh. Yeah, they they announced they were out like a month ago or so. I just always forget about them. Excuse me while I order some baits. Omnia app. I'm pulling up the Omnia app as we speak. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. We got 10,000 fish shimmer swimmer. So that, like a bladed jig. Interesting. Fish, fish, shimmer shad. Say that ten times fast. Uh, rods, reels, and line. Here we go. Oh, we're going rods and reels and line too. Oh, look, Abu. <laughs> Alphabetical <laughs> baby. <laughs> the new Revo X. The whole Revo has been redesigned, actually. New Cashin Icon BFS rod. That's becoming a bigger and bigger thing now, that bait finesse. Very interesting. Let's see. We got a cast and seek spinning combo from Shop Carl's. The new Fenwick Elites. I've actually used them. They are badass. I will say that. Uh, best rod ever made right here. Guggen Squad Black Series three hundred dollars. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> I'll be intrigued to see who's actually going to be throwing these. All right. Maybe it's a nice rod. I don't know what you guys are saying. You know who? You know who the only people are actually going to throw these are though. The people that are actually going to buy them. It's going to be those dudes on Instagram that have like twenty thousand followers, and all they do is post Guggen Squad like baits and products and like amazing photos, but never have any fish. What was the only places you're going to see this rod? Halo HFX spinning. Mustad. This is one I'm actually intrigued about. That's crazy. Like Mustad, as Mustad, like Brandon Lester instinct elite rod series. What company's making rods? Mustad. Now, if you look here too, Starting at three hundred and fifty dollars. One, my one takeaway like from this. Metal. Well, I'm intrigued, but my one complaint is these exposed reel threads and yeah. these like super White, uncomfortable looking reel seats. Yeah, three hundred and fifty dollars. It looks really nice. Not the the exposed threads, but the real seats. I like them. The metal looks nice, but at the same time, it's like that's going to add some weight and be weight and uncomfortable. Yeah. High quality photos here. Those Top are mine. Notch. Steve Mui must have did those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to Steve Mui finally getting engaged yesterday. Yeah, still yeah. waiting for his little one to come. Like That's I right. think the little one was due two days ago. Oh, still wow. waiting. Yeah. New X Bride. Mm, those will go fast. Yes. Uh, what Saint is that? Croy yeah. Legend Tournament Bass Series. So I'm guessing. Let's see. Listen, I have I have a couple of these of the new ones, and I like them a lot. I don't know what is going on. Oh, swim bait models. So big yeah, swim baits. It's this is like that pistol grip is like a uh, it's like a musky deal, and I think huh. they're trying to take it over to big okay. swim baits, where it's kind of like hard to do that, hold it, and like rip big glide baits. Where now you can hold it like pistol grip and like oh. you know what I mean. Interesting. 
Okay. It'll be interesting to see if that catches on for bigger swim baits for bass, but I know it's like a musky deal. Hmm. I did not know that. It's supposed to like help your longevity like throughout the day throwing bigger stuff. Gotcha. St. Croix X Trek Freshwater Fishing Systems. Why are we calling these things systems? The rods. Pronounced cross. Oh, I bet you it's like a combo and they wanted to be all fancy with it and call it a system. It's the system. G Man. 13 fishing meta. Yeah, G Man. Look at that. G Man's got his own rods. Hopefully, these uh, 13 ones won't blow up on him in 47 pieces. Oh, my gosh. Now, I'm actually kind of excited for that. I'm intrigued to see how they do. The new Revo Rocket. I can't get over the red. Yeah, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of red. Like I'm sure it's a great reel. I'm sure it's very pricey. Oh no, two hundred bucks. Okay. Um, but like yeah, the color on it, it looks like Ooh. a yeah. little kid reel, man. Daiwa exist. Pricey. Almost a grand. Good good budget buy there. Is that it? That is your Guggen Squad casting reel for $190. Catch smart technology. A little bit of an eyesore there. Sounds like a knockoff to uh, the DC. Sounds like something. Shimano. Speaking of Shimano. Bantam. The new Bantam. I think it looks sweet. Stella. That's got to be over a grand now. No. Seven fifty. The exist is more? Wow. Look at that. Wow, that's fancy. New 13 fishing G-Man reel. That looks like the old quantum smoke. It does. It actually really does. Mm. Grips and everything. Excellent. So new. It's a different color. Wow. Wow. Same with wow. Same color. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, 300 yards spool. Wow. <laughs> Line innovation. Wow. 50 yard spool instead of a 25. I'm weird. Not a we're fan getting, of gold getting, label. We're getting crazy here now. <laughs> this is fantastic. I love Japanese marketing so much. Very hard. Very hard. Very nice. Very hard. Like that is fantastic. <laughs> um, the jokes you can make with this. Tornado. What is this? Tornade? Tornade? What the heck? American tornado. Oh, it is tornado. Okay. It's the tornado. Very yeah. hard. <laughs> In this case, the plasma. Moving ride. on. <laughs> you very super brave. P line. See, we got looks like another guppy head. I think sweet. Yeah, it looks works. just like the dirty jigs. Looks like yeah, it does. Which I like that dirty jigs head a lot. Freedom tackle, magnum shaky head. I like how the uh, the barb of this hook is a rectangle. It looks like a straight screwdriver. <laughs> the shadow off of it is horrible. <laughs> is that oh that that is a that, that is, is, like, that is a that terrible is photo. Who is who took that photo? Like who, who submitted that photo? This is horrible. Well, I need to take a picture of this and send it to Steve and ask. I him thought who did it. 
I thought straight up that was like a flathead screwdriver for a hook. I, I'm going to ask Steve right now if he did this. <laughs> oh, my God. Gamagatsu G Finesse Feathered Treble. Mm. Like it. You like it. Gamagatsu Power Drop Tokyo Rig. This like is what that. I'm intrigued about. I like that. And in Gamagatsu Tungsten Hybrid Swing Head. Strike King had these out for a while in Tungsten, and I feel mm-hmm. like they never sold. So it'll be interesting to see if they can make it happen. I think the fact that it's game, uh, Gammy, it'll actually sell. Has Gammy ever made any tungstens, really? Like, I feel like this is kind of know. a new little thing. I, they haven't been in weights, right? Like, I don't, I don't think so. This one I'm actually intrigued about. I like the shape of that. Looks like new a muzzle loader bullet. shield tungsten flipping weight. 360-degree yeah, protection for the knot. Interesting. Huh. See how it's like that smaller cylinder inside the head? Yeah, I actually like that. I like that a lot. Let's see. Spraying lock, woohoo. Yeah, but look at it. It's got two two uh, sides. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I think it would make you rig something a little bit straighter. You know what I mean? Rather than having to yeah. like center it, it would kind of yeah. just like... Interesting. I, I see what you're saying. I didn't even catch that. Double lock. It might hold it longer too. I like those. I'm curious to see. I know, like it's a. I mean, it's saying it's the the only triple hook manufactured completely by an automated process. But like to me, I like I like how stout they are, but still have a narrow point on the tip. But I don't know. Be interesting. I'm always on a hunt for a good treble. Bro, tungsten weights. Are bigger companies getting into tungsten now? See now, that intrigues me right there. See where it says one eighth the two ounce. Like you, can, you can so get they're making this for what you're doing, Bailey, as far as your free rig. Yeah. Mm. Allowing soft plastics to be fished in and around heavy cover. Like I want that two ouncer for some bubba shotting, some like insane milfoil. <laughs> I wonder if this is an attempt like for bigger companies. Like you hear about these different conglomerates like like a pure fishing or a spro gammy. I uh, can't remember who else is in that. Big Bite, I think, is the other one or something like that. Um, you hear about these different brands that like have an umbrella, right? I wonder if this is their way of encompassing themselves to like not or to have their anglers be all straight like that umbrella's brand. You know what I'm trying to say? Like if they have tungsten weights. Yeah, I mean, I think to some extent, I think the other thing too, man, is like when it comes down to it with like things like tungsten, like there's only – a handful of producers out there from my knowledge of it. And it's like, you just work your way in with one of those. And if you're a big enough brand that can sell stuff, it's like, why not have your own line of tungsten? Yeah. This one's got me really intrigued. You've never seen tungsten putty before. No. I'm not a fan of it, dude. No, it, it's weird. It I, doesn't set right on the line as a gamma gets gammy used to make it. Huh. I put it in tube jigs when I was like, never oh, heard of it. It'll make it like real nice. And, uh, I don't know. Maybe there's a better, better way. But like, I honestly thing. thought it was a brownie as I was scrolling down the page. A weed brownie in a little tin. <laughs> <laughs> Super innovative, putting lights in the tackle box. This is one I was actually pretty pumped with. with I Plano. think so too, man. That just to let your skirts dry. I mean, like, 
sometimes I think it's like, okay, this is getting a little crazy when it comes to storage of tackle. Like we don't need all this crap, but like, right. that's kind of something that I could see being nice. Cause how many frogs mm-hmm. do you think could fit in there? It looks like, Oh, it says 50. There you go. Yeah. Who needs frog 50 base. frogs? <laughs> if you fish in Florida or the South. Yeah. I have way too many frogs, but I end up yeah using like four. <laughs> like, <laughs> killer four. gill, killer gill, black white. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you nailed it. Andy and I are on the same page when it comes to top water. <laughs> it doesn't have to get complicated. Has anyone in the chat used bait fill? Comment if you have and your opinion on it. Let's see. Don't die stackable lithium trolling motor battery. Interesting, hmm. man. So it's like they they stack. So where would you? I guess it's stuff to mount sideways in your boat. Huh. Only for seventy two hundred dollars. Quality name: Lithium Battery Company. And no price tag. Weird. Interesting. Millennium Marine double monitor mount. I don't like that they called it a monitor. Yeah, it looks like it's an office desk equipment. That's going to win iCast. What? The Waynet? Yeah. It's innovative and dumb. There's something uh, being announced tomorrow from Humminbird that will be will win iCast. Yeah. I, I put 100 bucks on it. I, um, that Waynet is kind of interesting. I mean, you put fish in it and it gives you a weight, but I can't imagine it being that accurate. It'd be accurate. That's my problem with it. Yeah. Anybody want two hundred dollar pliers? Oh my! You know Sims people, man. Sims people are just bougie like that. Dude, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. Like Sitka Sims, all out of Montana. Some of their stuff is really, really cool, and it's always really pricey. But I mean, I guess if it's got a warranty and you never have to pay for it again. Touche. Another graph mount. Interesting. Costa getting into the clothing game. Sorry, I'm a little ahead of you. <laughs> Are you looking at it too? Oh yeah, I got a big screen up. I mean, they're just they're getting overrun with uh, shades, so I guess they're getting into apparel. <laughs> I like it. Doesn't look like they're making bad stuff. Oh boy, is this the first ever kayak only apparel? Where is that? You can't wear those shorts unless you're a kayak angler. Okay. Oh, so Andy, nice. Andy, you and I have to stay away from those. Those are Bailey shorts. Sorry, it. suckers. <laughs> they look awfully short. They're gonna get a nice thigh tan. These um I'm excited about from Blackfish. Ooh. The new yeah, but... colorways for the Gale pullovers. I want that gray and gray one with the red. I want these. I want that neon in the nice forest green. It looks I like cool it. as hell. That pullover is actually freaking sick. Yeah, I got two of them. They're awesome. Let's see. And warm. Very, very warm. Cool net UV. What is Oh, it's a neckwear? Yeah, buff. Did you really submit a buff to the new product showcase? Interesting. Yeah, it's Hellabass's comment. <laughs> Let's just throw it up there. We're gonna go oh, R. There you go. Yes. 
<laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this damn show. <laughs> Good gosh, the kayak shorts and the Gilligan hat. Let's let's ring Maybe. Bailey up here. This one, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, yes. <laughs> Got a bucket hat and the and the, and the bonefish buff. Yeah, <laughs> give me these new monarchs, and I'll look like a true millennial. <laughs> I think it'd be great. New hook pants, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quality picture, super blurry. Nice. Sounds like hook. <laughs> nice. The new sim stuff. Do, 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 do. Looks like striker is getting into hunting. Is that what this is, or just a different pattern? Kind of looks like the sims pattern. I yeah, it's just it's... rain gear. Yeah. Striker, striker, striker. I think we're getting on the last. I think that's the last thing here. Okay, that's it. Up. I actually like that. Uh, this is dumb looking, or it kind of looks like I don't know the. Village I like it as far as, but dude, like so. There's Sitka makes a hunting jacket that's like this, like an archery specific mm -hmm. deal that's very similar to this, and it's got like down and is super lightweight and crazy expensive and that kind of thing. But it's actually nice to have uh, like your forearms and everything be able to move a lot like shooting a bow versus having like a long sleeve that's bulky so it's like bulkier so it's warmer like a vest would be which i vest would work the same way but you have a little bit more coverage and stuff so i was like huh it's interesting relation of hunting to fishing but it could be the same way it's like your arms are all free and everything it's got that afco hoodie neck to it it does it looks like the what the jason christie hoodie mm. yeah it's probably a I, collaboration this is true. Rich is like, remember a Yeti bucket, one eye cast. This is, true. <laughs> oh, this is very true. Yeah. A point from Sean. Nothing looks super innovative. Just that uh, Z-Man Hellraiser or whatever. I don't know if that's innovative or just like getting so stupid because when you get stupid, you win eye cast. <laughs> I think that's basically about it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, so that's actually an interesting point here from Rich. You know, short sleeve hoodies make zero sense to me. Like people who wear gloves with short sleeves. <laughs> and I'm gonna start. Dude, I don't understand either. Like brilliant. <laughs> I bet. Okay, hold up. Actually, I don't know about you guys. Well, you guys don't wear gloves. I've been starting to wear gloves. I don't wear them probably enough as I should. Because, dude, I'm starting to get like old man hands at an early age from being on the water, like wrinkled up. I look like I'm wearing a gloves because my hands are like, can't really see it the light. But yeah. I see that tan line. Just like, like I'm wearing gloves already. Cause like, yeah. my, <laughs> all I wear is long sleeves when I'm outside. It, it's funny. Like when I'm guiding, I don't wear gloves. Cause if I'm not fishing, my hands are literally like in my pockets, just waiting, just waiting for a fish. Yeah. You just, you just are always in your pockets. You're just like, okay. <laughs> like, right, come on, guys. Got to hook one now. Come please, on. Please, please. That one bit you four times. Yep. It's still got it. Nope. Set yep. the hook. Yep. He yeah. still has it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's still in the back. He's like, set the hook. Set the hook. Uh, <laughs> oh, you wouldn't believe how many times, like, he's got it. You got it. Like, just real set. Real Swing set. that rod. <laughs> yep. There, nope. Go ahead. Give it a pull. There well, you go. I'll start getting like sarcastic. Like, do you want me to do it for you? Like, what do you mean? Set the hook. And you used to start like posting TikToks of like you just tapping the butt end of the rod and I'm freaking out. To That's the... messed up. You can't do oh, that. I do it at least like three <laughs> times a day to clients. Like I walk by and I just like, and they're like, 
Oh, I missed him. Um, like, no, you didn't. Rich, Rich said my my exact thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Was, yes. So Captain Full was always playing pocket pool. <laughs> it gets toasty on the water. <laughs> Good gosh, we don't need to hear about this anymore. <laughs> well, boys, that was a that was a fun show talking about unique baits and going through that new product showcase. Um, I'm even more excited for Thursday night show, uh, preluding the St. Lawrence River event next week. I feel like we haven't watched Bassmaster in a long time. I'm excited. Yeah, it's been a yeah, minute. Even the BPT, like Wattspire, was like, felt like a month ago. There hasn't been a lot of events. I mean, there was MPFL, but I honestly didn't even realize it was going on at the time. I watched some of it. Was it good? Yeah, a lot of largemouth were caught, I feel yeah, like. like the, the smallmouth deal, Trent Palmer, man. Almost won that dang thing after only having 11 pounds the second day. He went out back out on the big lake and chased smallmouth around again. It had like 22 pounds or something. It was fishing like pretty tough, it seemed. Like the weights weren't. Post-spawn smallies, like two to three weeks after the post-spawn, like when they come off beds, they eat pretty good. But then all of a sudden, they just go into like vanish mode. And right now we're in that time in Erie. It is my least favorite time to be out there because you could smash them one day and the next day they're just completely gone. So Brutal. that's why I've been in the river catching them on top waters and jerk baits. Way more fun. Brutal. Yeah. All right. Anything left for us to mention to the folks before we uh, wrap this sucker up? Deacon, uh, do you have a show coming up for Monday? Yeah. Folks yeah. Say? Said at the beginning, but Todd Castledine. Oh, Monday. right. Right. Duh. It would be exciting. Yeah. yeah. St. Lawrence River, Todd Castledine. And then on Tuesday Night Live next week is episode 300. So, a reminder to folks that if you're in this right now, once this episode goes live on MP3, if you're listening or if you're on YouTube right now, the episode will be up tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Eastern to go and leave us a rating and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And the rating, if you put, episode 300 or something uh you know obviously we'll we'll so we know that you're actually submitting it through the rating and review but we'll get you guys five extra entries to that giveaway if you're following us on instagram or facebook we'll post that social media giveaway on thursday morning and you get it'll run until we'll announce the winner on tuesday night live and again we're giving away stuff from all of our sponsors lithium batteries from x2 $200 gift card to Blackfish, Omnia Swag Packs, Hobie Eyewear Swag Packs, Do It Molds, the whole shebang. So, again, get involved in that, and we'll remind you guys, especially if you're following us on social. But, boys, anything else for the folks before we wrap this up? Cool. All right, folks, we appreciate y'all. We'll see you guys on Thursday night. <laughs>